following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Warm holiday greetings, dear friends, in the USA and all around the world. This is Richard Levy in a very cold but warm Chicago And welcome to Wealthy Thoughts. My hope is that you will learn new and different ways to think about yourself, your life, and your world around you. After all, it is your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that attract wealth, success, health, and prosperity. At the conclusion of today's broadcast, dear friends, I wish to share my excitement with you about the final show of 2013. But now let's talk about today's show. This is a personal success story in my view, in my mind. Wherever you are in your journey, coming out of college into the workplace, coming out of a divorce, starting over personally, starting over professionally, overcoming a loss, or leaving a job and following your passion, I want you to listen to this brave woman and follow her overcome the challenges and negative people of her past to become a successful thinker of today and for sure tomorrow. My hope is that as you listen to Karen today, you can say to yourself, if Karen can turn things around and move into a positive lifestyle, so can I. She had walks and blocks to overcome, that's for sure. She didn't know she had so many blockages to overcome. She learned what her roadblock was. Her spiritual house was out of order. And until it was put back in order, the challenges would continue. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to emphasize that point that Karen made as she wrote to me in an email. Karen is taking responsibility for her own thinking. That is the key to turning your life around. Before I introduce you to Karen, I would like to share a bit of her background with you. Karen is African-American and experienced the dark years of racism in the 60s. Message to her family from society was blacks are inferior, can't do anything. She'd be walking along and someone would say that terrible derogatory N-word to her face. She was raised by by parents who were trying to find their own identities in a world that did not care for them simply because their skin is black. Her teacher in the fifth grade, in an attempt to be humorous 
and it really backfired, compared Karen to white classmates. The teacher said to the white students, you should be ashamed of yourself. This black girl did better than you in spelling. How do you think that left Karen feeling? This left a lasting bad impression on her. Her parents did not feel worthy of respect. So Karen did not learn how to respect herself. Karen would always put herself last. Naturally, this is what she learned in the household she grew up in. Folks, we model and think like the people around us, friends, family, or colleagues. Keep that in mind. Karen's mom, a single mom, was so busy with work and so many kids. How many? 11 kids. That's including Karen. That Karen was often forgotten about. Mom would say, I need some time for me. At dinner, Karen was often literally forgotten about. Twice, Karen's parents went shopping for clothes and came back with nothing for Karen. They had spent their budget. They had, quote, unquote, forgotten Karen. Mom would sew clothes for Karen. They did not fit. The clothes were too big, and Karen was very self-conscious in school. So her mother blamed Karen. Mother said something so nice, and I'm, I'm saying that ironically. Mother said, deal with it. Karen naturally became a pleaser. This is not unusual, ladies and gentlemen, when you come up and raised in a family like this. Pleasers are afraid of rejection and look for others to define them. Their needs come first, then Karen is second. Keep that in mind as we talk today. This is what one learns when they're around a family and their only means of survival is to please, be funny, be cute. Underneath it is sadness and a lot of displeasure. How did Karen go from racism, being practically ignored, and literally forgotten about by her family, to a woman who is now on the road to a happy, prosperous life. Please join me, ladies and gentlemen, in warmly welcome Karen to Wealthy Thoughts. Hi, Karen. How are you today? I'm doing great, Richard. How about you? Ah, fantastic. First of all, uh, I just when I just read that, when I think about your background, I want to hug you and embrace you, and you're one brave woman. I honor you and salute you. Karen, did I fairly accurately describe your past, where you came from, and how you were treated? Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you for acknowledging that. And I, again, your courage and your the emails, ladies and gentlemen, that Karen has sent to me over the years. She's been a subscriber to my Daily Prosperity Message. She's been reading my book. We'll talk about that during the show. I've learned a lot about this brave, courageous, and in my mind, successful, prosperous woman. And it starts with your thoughts. Karen, when did you begin to think there was a better life out there for you? And what kind of action did you take for yourself in order to take positive action for yourself? Well, the first uh, time it started was when I got out of the place where I had been raised most of my life. It was a small desert town in California, and there wasn't a lot going on there. I saw where people who had graduated from high school who were of my nationality uh, seemed to not care anymore after they got out of high school, just kind of went down a dark path, and it was a path I didn't want to go down. Mm -hmm. And one of my brother's had uh, gotten a, a full-ride scholarship uh, to where I'm living right now, the state and the city, actually, where I'm living right now. So mm -hmm. I asked if I could come up and stay with him for a while to see what I could find different than what I was seeing around me. 
and he allowed me to come and stay with him for a while. And that started me on a path to, uh, you know, doing things differently, uh, seeing things differently, wanting to, uh, wanting to, and not only just wanting to, but actually seeing that it was possible to do things differently than what I was seeing around me. Okay, so you took a positive decision for yourself. You saw people around you uh, who were going nowhere. They were without goals, goalless, and you felt within you there's got to be a better life out there. You moved to your brother, uh, to your brother's house, began living with him, and you did not have a success model when you're growing up. That's is that correct? Somebody, what I mean by that, Karen and ladies and gentlemen, is somebody who's has goals. They're happy. They, they respect themselves. They like themselves. They would be out there to mentor you. You did not have anything like that when you're growing up, correct? No, and even if I did, I wouldn't have known to look for it or, acknowledge, or, or know that that's what it was if I had seen it. Good point. And that becomes like a foreign language, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear what Karen said? And I commend you for your accuracy in that one. It would have been a, a very big unknown to her if she had run into somebody who's successful and happy because at that point she was surrounded by negativity. So somehow uh, you came across my website and you began to read my daily prosperity messages and listen to my radio show. Uh, how did that begin to change your life, Karen? Well, first of all, I still to this moment can't tell you how I came up on the website, but <laughs> you know how you say that if you change your mindset and start having a positive mindset, things tend to come to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going through some different things one day. I was looking on a different website uh, on Facebook, and it had a link to a website, and I just kept going through all these different links and ended up on your website. And when I started reading your website, I was like, okay, that's what I'm missing. <laughs> I need that. So I started reading the daily um, updates that you send. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I decided he has a book. If he has a book, I'm reading the book because you can't have this kind of insight without having some kind of way of bringing it together to make some sense out of it for the people who are actually reading it and coming from the outside looking in. So I went and got your book um, electronically. I have it on a, a nook that I have, and I started reading it. And I, I, when I first got it, I thought, hey, I'll just go ahead and read the book, and then I'll go back and do the exercises. But as I started reading the book, from the moment I started reading it, I started realizing I don't have the time to just go through the book. I need to start on this now because I want to go into 2014 in a better mindset than what I've had to this point because my outcomes are going to be different than what they have been. Great. It wasn't a choice. It was a, a decision. It was necessity. I love it. It was, okay, it was a decision necessity. Again, I said this introduction. I'm going to say it again, ladies and gentlemen. Karen is a model for you. Karen is taking responsibility for her thoughts. She's not going into the blame game. She's going to change her thinking and change her life. You listened on my radio show to another Karen in Canada, and you quoted to me in an email that Karen's family made her feel like a Cinderella, and Karen was uh, began uh, becoming a pleaser. What is a Cinderella, and how did that remind you of your childhood? Well, you just feel like your needs aren't really important, but you're used to fulfill the needs of others. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, different things have happened. We could really go into this, but this show would be a lot longer than what it's been before. <laughs> but the reality is, is my mother, uh, like you said earlier on in the introduction about my mother would go and, you know, buy gro- uh, school clothes or whatever for the other kids and forget about me. That happened to me a couple of times. And as I previously talked to you about, it was key times in my life when I was going into middle school. And then again, when I was going into high school, and, you know, you're trying to fit in with the other kids and you don't even have 
clothes that fit on you right. That kind of leaves a lasting impression. And, and so that, you know, I, I didn't even then blame my mother. It, it hurt me, but I felt that she was doing the best she could with what she had available to her. So I didn't let it depress me and, you know, hold me down or whatever. I just went on and, and made it work with what I had. And thankfully, I lived in a warm area where, like, the shorts and stuff that I wore during the summer were available for me to wear. But the impact was that you're leaving me home to take care of the needs of someone else, but yet you're forgetting me in the overall process. But, you know, it is what it is because if there's no money, there's no money. Right. I admire you and uh, congratulate you on your very positive attitude, except your mother as she was. Doesn't mean you agree with it. Didn't mean you like it. Didn't mean uh-huh. it made you happy. But you welcome and embraced your mother as she was, did not have much income. You're still looking for a better life yourself. And what I want to emphasize to our audience, Karen, is that you it's a learned behavior to please others, feel their needs. In the meantime, Karen is forgiven gotten about and what that generates what that breeds are feelings of anger of hurt and sadness but the good news about that is that leads a Karen in this case the Karen in Canada and Karen we're talking to today on Wealthy Thoughts to go after a better life she began reading my book reading other books and the daily prosperity message and she realized that she's worthy of filling her needs and pleasing herself We're going to be back in just a moment and continue on in Karen's path. It's fascinating to hear where she takes her life, what decisions she makes, what choices she takes to lead her feeling better about herself, happy about herself, and have a better vision for the future. I'm Richard Levy. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Wealthy at um, Voice America. We're talking with Karen, and we'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Karen. And if you're just joining us, Karen experienced challenges of the past dealing with race and also with a very negative mother, well-intentioned. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, whether you come from a family of abuse, of people who are unkind, and in Karen's case, they literally forgot about her several times, not, not only once, these people are very imperfect, and they come from families where they were forgotten and abused also. So Karen has taken a very positive view of her mother. That means she liked all the experiences, but she welcomes her mother and accepts the way she treated her. For, while we're in break, Karen mentioned to me how her life, her perspective of her past and the current challenges has changed since she began reading my book. Would you briefly repeat what you said, Karen? It was beautiful. All I'm saying is that the, the way... The positive mindset helps you look at things differently is that everything that I experienced in my childhood has made me a stronger person and able to handle any challenges that are brought my way today. Outstanding. Very articulate. Very well put, Karen. So Karen, in her emails to me and our discussions, has related to me that she became a pleaser as childhood, and she felt her role in life was to fulfill the needs of other others so that she would get some kind of respect. That's the backwards way to do it. But ladies and gentlemen, if it's a matter of survival, you've got to do that. As an adult, you have other choices. But I suggested to Karen through emails that she began to find out who Karen is, learn what Karen likes, will learn what Karen dislikes, and feel that she has much right to self-love, happiness, and wealth as any other man or woman, white, black, brown, Asian, Hispanic, or from any other background, any other country. The starting point I suggested to Karen was to get in touch with her anger. Karen, would you please share with the audience about your anger letters and what this process did for you? Well, I started, and actually, there was so much that I was holding on to that I didn't realize I was holding on to, because you kind of just move forward. You don't let things hold you back. You just continue to go and live your life and do the best that you have Mm -hmm. uh, and can. And I was sitting, starting to write the letters, and I broke it down, family, work, uh, you know, uh, church-wise, whatever, wherever I felt there someone had caused me uh, pain or suffering. And I got into about the 10th letter, and I started realizing that that's not where I wanted my mind to be anymore. But I had made the list of the people that I had felt had hurt me in some kind of way that had led to some of the um, actions that I was uh, you know, committing or uh, things that I was doing to myself that wasn't healthy for me. And I, I had made that list, and the letters that I had done, I did get up to about 15 letters before I finally said, okay, I've gotten enough of this out of my system. And I really do acknowledge and understand that these things also impacted me, but I don't want to do this perspective anymore. I want to start doing the prosperity perspective and start moving in a positive direction instead of getting bogged down in all the negative that I was feeling from the letters that I had had written to that point. And it was really interesting. Um, One of the things that I had done, I've written letters like this in the past, but I've kept them in my journal and I haven't let go of them. The most interesting part of it and the most empowering part of it for me was burning them (laughs) and being able to see the ashes flow away with those feelings and to feel an immediate release of all that anger and hatred and frustration and all that stuff that had been, you know, carrying around in my heart for all that time frame. And I didn't realize the impact of it until I felt that release. 
I congratulate you once again. I am very proud of you, if I may express myself that way, Karen. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen had a lot of stored up anger, and I could see that in the numerous emails she wrote to me, and then she started writing the anger letters, and at the beginning, she talked about journaling them or keeping them, and I was so delighted to hear from her that she is a cathartic cathartic type uh, exercise is metaphoric for releasing letting go of negative energy she burned them and let them go and then she decided she had released enough anger doesn't mean one day in the future she won't write another anger letter that's up to Karen however she was ready to turn her mind and direct it towards prosperity thinking and then I felt it was a gigantic breakthrough when you wrote to me, Karen. Would you tell the audience or would you share with the audience how you then decided, and listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, Karen had just written anger letters to people that had hurt her in so many different ways from childhood up to adult life. She felt free, and then she started to send them positive energy. Would you share the audience how you did that and how that made you feel, please, Karen? Well, how I did that is in the same vein along the lines of the letters that I was writing in anger. Um, I always try to keep things balanced in my life. And after I had written all this anger and gotten it out of my system, et cetera, when um, the suggestion was made to do the prosperity and, you know, send out those notices and letters or whatever, I started sending out that, those feelings and vibes to those people who I felt had hurt me. And the impact on me was immediate as well. Um, something I've been trying to have happen for me at work um, that I just couldn't get to work in the way that I needed to forever because uh, that was the main area. That's where my main focus has been re- recently, trying to, like, take care of my kids, make sure that they have what they need, um, was at work. And at work immediately, I got a, I had a, a, made a call to our human resources, and uh, I told them that I was getting to the point where I felt it was time maybe for me to leave the company because I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed from the company. And she says, I, we don't want to lose you. Tell me what you need from us in order to keep us here. And so I said, okay, uh, are you asking me this because you really want to know the answer to that, or are you just asking me that because you're HR and you feel like you have to? Because I need <laughs> to know the answer to that question before I answer sure. your question. Of course. So she said, okay, um, I'm serious. What is it that you need from us? So I told her the two things that I needed was I, I had a higher caseload than everyone else, and I needed some relief from that caseload, and that I needed to my, my boss to treat me as though, um, I am one of the key players there, too. I'm a supervisor, so I should be treated that way versus always feeling like I'm on the outside looking in. And that part she couldn't help me with, but she immediately went and um, got a permission for my boss to hire another supervisor, and I was able to get released. And that came within a couple of weeks of when I had that conversation with her. And that was after years of fighting with him to try to get a caseload that was fair that would allow me to be successful like my peers. Outstanding. Ladies and gentlemen, do you pick up on the connection there? The, our very perceptive, experienced listeners might have picked up on Karen's experience at work with this boss was that she was somewhat forgotten about. The boss would listen to colleagues' ideas, but not to Karen. Karen, I'm going to be a little extreme in saying Karen was a nobody. It wasn't that extreme at work, and she did not say that. I'm, being a little, I'm using a little literary license here. But the parallel is with her childhood. Her mother forgot about Karen. Karen wasn't that important. So Karen carried those feelings around. And then people, we train people how to react towards us, how to behave towards us, what to say towards us. And Karen, subconsciously, without sitting out, waking up in the morning and saying, I hope the boss forgets about me, 
<laughs> had a boss that was treated that way. And then guess what? Karen eventually had enough of that, went to HR and made a very positive change. And that is called assertiveness. And you spoke up for yourself. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But I do want to congratulate you. And I call that a gigantic breakthrough. And I hope our listeners picked up on that. You took care of yourself. You took care of your needs. Guess what? Karen's a person. And Karen is the one who decided that. Not the world, not the boss, but Karen did. Congratulations. That's a gigantic And I got to other perspective with you on that. Sure. I didn't go in there to, you know, tattle on the boss, cause problems or anything like that, and I made sure she understood that when I called. I just had some issues that I was having that were impacting my ability to successfully do my job, and I needed some assistance, and she was the place I needed to go for that, and I wanted to make sure that she understood that I wasn't there to cause trouble. I needed some resolution, and she was the person who could help me with that resolution. Well done. A plus. Well, well done. A big success in my mind. Because I don't believe in sitting around blaming people and pointing the finger and stuff. I have issues that I'm trying to address just like everybody else does, and I try not to um, hold other people to a higher standard than I hold myself. If I'm asking that from someone else, then I better be willing to give it or I shouldn't be asking for it. Very well put. Very well put, very mature, and very uh, comes from a woman with self-confidence. Karen, you mentioned uh, in, in uh, just a moment ago uh, that part of your responsibility is obviously uh, is your, um, are your kids, your wonderful children, and I know one of them is, is challenged. I want to point out something. Her, Karen has divorced and is has custody of her children, but once in a while, as in, is true with many divorced families, the children, uh, the ex-husband has custody, and there's lots of issues of which we could talk about that for hours and hours. But I want to point out to Karen and talk to Karen and the rest of our audience. Karen told me the children have anger towards Karen, the mother, about the divorce, towards the ex-father, towards the world. And I heard the long story from Karen about this. And what I want to point out to you, Karen, and to our listeners out there, is that when children of divorced families have anger, the very important uh, action we as adults need to take is what's called validation. Let us, the adults, keep the garbage out of who's right and who's wrong, which can be debated forever. And this is how wars start with the right-wrong game. <laughs> when your children have anger, and especially when it hurts you, Karen, that what they're saying is not actually the truth. But remember, they are children. The best thing you can do is seal the lips and nod. Does it mean you agree with them? It doesn't mean you agree with your ex-husband. But children, as you also, when you're a little girl, need to be heard. So practice validation next time this comes up when they start expressing any kind of hurt feelings about their divorce, about you or your ex-husband. Nod and be like a private detective. Tell me more. Wow. Hmm, I didn't know you felt that way. Tell me more. And you, Karen, you can't tell me you would not have loved to have somebody validate you when you're a little girl without telling you how to think and believe. In this case, you'll be the adult to your children and let them have the feelings of freedom. And this breeds self-esteem, self-belief, self-love. Does this make sense, Karen? Yes, it does. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know we could go on further about that, but I did want to point that about uh, validation. Karen, you were shy as a young girl. Am I correct on that? Painfully. Painfully shy. Thank you. I love you for being so honest. Not an unusual circumstance coming from abuse and being forgotten. 
And then Karen wrote to me that she was a little confused about speaking aggressively or assertively at work. And I can see that she has figured that one out. What I want to point out to Karen and to our audience, when we're speaking aggressively, that's from basically uh, a point of view of anger. And that means we need to do what Karen uh, did so well at, and that is to write anger letters. Now, when Karen went to speak with HR, that was ideal. That was perfect. That's that middle ground between saying nothing and being aggressive, which is over the top. She was assertive. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And a key to assertiveness is saying, I feel, I like, I do not like. These are my feelings. These are methods of conversation that Karen did not learn as a young girl in the atmosphere she grew up in. So she handled that well. I congratulate you on your HR experience. We're going to be going to a break. And Karen, when we come back, we're going to talk about goals and passions and how you were confused. You're less confused now and you're clearer. And this is going to be very meaningful to our audience. Just great, Karen. We admire you and we salute you. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Karen. Stay with us. You listen to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back. Thank you. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Richard Levy, and you are listening to Wealthy Thoughts. And today we're talking with Karen. Karen is a winner, a survival, a successful woman. When you hear what she has overcome from their childhood, the negativity, and where she is today, I salute and I hope you join me in saluting her and honoring her. Karen, recently in one of my Daily Prosperity messages, the subject was goals. And you wrote to me, and I'm going to quote 
more or less what she wrote to me. This posting, the posting about goals, is particularly timely for me because I have been the opposite in my life. Not for lack of trying, but because I didn't know what I wanted and I still don't. This posting helped me make sense of something that I've had a challenge with for most of my life. Knowing where I want to go and what I want to do. And Karen continues and says, I like the simplicity of this posting. It has to do with make breaking up the goals into smaller parts. Karen, what about selecting your goals? Uh, are you do you have a different perspective on the goals now or where are you with goals? I've always been a, a goal-oriented kind of person, um, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, you can do things well or you can just do things the way you know how to do them at that time, and that may not necessarily be well. Uh, but like I said, when I read that one specific little posting, uh, it was like, if I had known this year's goal, where would I be today? Because it made sense and it put it together in a way that even the simplest person could understand what goal setting is about. And, and, you know, how you can follow up and, and how you can break it down to even smaller, smaller parts so that it makes sense so you're seeing, like, the pro- progress so you get to that actual goal. And even as you're reaching that goal, that goal can take you off in different directions, but because you have it broken down so well, you can see all kinds of different directions that you can go, and you can get there a lot better than you would have had you gone in the way I've been going, just kind of like hit and miss. Right. Well, that's very clear when one considers your background. And the posting she's talking about is from a gentleman in Houston who's very wealthy, very prosperous, a model for all of us. And what he wrote about or talked about during his interview on Wealthy Thoughts is he breaks up his goals or he lists his goals in terms of hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, semi-quarterly, and annually. And this seemed to have an impact also on Karen. And what Karen wrote is that uh, I am still working through your book. My mind is becoming clearer, but it's not reached clear. I'm closer today than I was yesterday. And being able to write that note was very, very good. And now Karen has a better understanding of goals. And what I want to point out to you as we approach one of your passions that you talked to me before the show A tip for you, Karen, and for the audience out there who, uh, for the man or woman who's beginning to select goals for their lives, and goals are a big part of success. You've got to tell the universe what you want. You've got to make, put it out and write it in fewest words as possible so that you understand it. No longer than a sentence. Put a date on it. Visualize it. Develop a plan for the goal for success, and if that plan is not there, the more you visualize having and doing and being what you want, the sooner the universe, through a person, a book, uh, a sign on the highway, will come through to you and tell you, share with you that plan, and then the difference between the success people and, and successes in the phase of the world, success people will take action. One tip. For you, Karen, and for those of you out there looking to find your goals and your passions, what you want to ask yourself is, what would I do if money, time, and obstacles were taken out of the equation? What would I love to do? How could I help others feel good, have a better life, and attract more abundance? Why do I say that, ladies and gentlemen, help others feel good? Because this is how why people will pay you a lot of money, and that is what Thoughts Make You Wealthy is all about. Feeling rich inside 
and rich in your feelings and rich in the bank accounts. Karen, does that make sense about selecting goals and passions? What would you do if uh, money were not an obstacle or times? What do you think about that? I, I agree with it, um, and here's my challenge, that I'm, uh, which is the reason why I'm still at the level that I'm getting closer to knowing where I want to go, but not mm-hmm. yet there, because my mind still has a lot of clutter that it's working. I've got through the anger and the, you know, um, all the other kind of things along that line. I've worked through that. I, I feel a difference in myself. I feel a lighter. Uh, a, let, let me put it this way. After I burnt the letters, I felt like a megaton weight had been taken off my shoulders, and I felt like a completely different person the next day when I woke up. Great. So um, right now, what my thing is, for the last, ooh, how many years now? It would be 22 years. It's all been about my my kids, making sure they have what they need, uh, making sure that, you know, they are able to be productive citizens of this this state, city, uh, country, et cetera. And so my focus has been so set on taking care of my kids and making sure they had what they need because they've had to rely solely on me that I've forgotten about what it was that I was passionate about. I've forgotten about what it was that I loved. And so that's one of the things about working through your book and using it like a workbook and actually doing the stuff versus just reading it has been helping me to clear out whatever clutter is there preventing me from being able to get to what it is that I need in order for me to feel successful for my future. Excellent. And you're an excellent model for your children. Your children are going to have what you did not have, feelings of self-esteem, a vision of the future, and a belief that they can have whatever they want as long as they think about it, believe in it, believe in themselves, and see the end result. And an important word that Karen used that I use in my daily prosperity messages and in my book is clutter. Get letting go of the clutter in your life. That's negativity. That's physical clutter in your office. Anything negative, friends, relatives that are negative around you that you not feel good around, then they need you need to say goodbye to them. And that is what Karen is doing. And what did she say? She's feeling lighter. Karen, you mentioned to me one of your passions is writing children's books. Is that still a passion for you when you decide to do that? It still is, yes. Okay, I really want you here, and I'm saying it publicly on the record on this show, Wealthy Thoughts. I want to encourage you to pursue that passion. Get a mentor with something you didn't have when you are growing up. Use the internet. Be careful on the internet, of course. Be sure it's reliable, legitimate. Get, find somebody who has written books. The Ladies and gentlemen, you find a mentor in a successful man or woman who has it made, has made their money, and they're now ready to see you succeed. And that's what I want you to look for, Karen, is a, specifically a man or woman who's written children's books and has, has New York Times bestsellers. Find them through the Internet, and they will mentor you. And then get a book on writing a book, and I want you to follow through on your passion. You're articulate. You speak well, you write well, you will be a gigantic success in writing children's books. Can you make a commitment to doing that if your heart is is still into that for yourself? If I establish still after going through all this decluttering that that's still the direction I want to go, then yes, I, I will commit to it. it it's always been a, a part of me that's something that I wanted to do, but I don't know if it's something that I've just wanted to do because I like to read, and et cetera. Uh, but I need to make sure that it's still my passion because I finally do realize that unless I do have a passion for it, I really can't get into it enough to commit to it. 
you're like all every one of us, and that's very well said. A good, and when you do write, if you decide to follow through, let me know. I want to have you back on the show and promote the heck out of your books, okay? <laughs> I'll make sure I do that. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Karen, you wrote to me that you lost 28 pounds, and what I want to share the audience with, and I apologize if that's getting a little too personal, but I think that's a big success. Yeah. What if what it what hit me like a ton of bricks? What I loved is that you focused on feeling better, not losing the weight. Am I correct on that? Correct. All right, folks. Focus on feeling good. Focus on feeling success, having wealth, having prosperity, having the love of your life. Focus on feeling good and happy inside of you. And in this case, Karen did not go take a crash diet or the diet pills, but she focused on feeling better. Duh. And 28 (laughs) pounds fell away. I congratulate you. Thank you. You're welcome. And that reminds me of what a lot of my guests on this show have said. Very wealthy men and women. They did not go after the big bucks that uh, put them over the millionaire status. They focused on following their passion, on feeling good, and having other people feel good. And that's what Karen did. And I think that is wonderful. Karen talked about... In one of her emails to me through the Daily Prosperity Messages and my book and whatever else she reads that is spiritually supportive, I, and I'm quoting, I will change my mindset, I must. And then she says my about my book, it is a great guide for turning stinking thinking into prosperity thinking in short order. Your comments on that, Karen? Well, like I said, when I first started this, I had a lot of anger. I was frustrated, all this other kind of stuff that was going on that was detracting from who I am and who I want to be. Because by nature, I like people. I like to help people. I mean, I know that that's been a challenge for me because I was over the top on it, and so I let myself go in the service of others in a not a good way. Um, but in this way, and going through your book and going the step-by-step the processes and actually living, experiencing the processes versus just reading about it and saying, oh, yeah, I want to change and not doing anything with it is a big difference with actually applying it and actually seeing it in action. And other people recognize that you're doing something different, and then they want to know what's making it different for you so you get to talk to other people and share with them why you're doing what you're doing and what's going on with you that's different than it was yesterday. Very well said, and this is another seed I want to plant in your mind to go on the motivational circuit and motivate people to success. I feel your success. I feel your self-confidence. In fact, Karen changes her thinking, and you change your life. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that wholeheartedly. That's the message, ladies and gentlemen, if you get nothing else from today's broadcast, that is what is changing Karen. In fact, Karen wrote to me, she sees that her thoughts were like magnets that attracted her whatever she thought about. And she said, as I said, she changed her mindset and she changes her thoughts and thoughts make you wealthy. She's saying her daily affirmations and actually her affirmations have been the balm, B-A-L-M, to her tired heart and soul. Now, you mentioned you're not saying so many affirmations. I want to pass on a couple to you. And when you listen to the rebroadcast, you can copy these down. So don't worry about writing them down. um, I am wealthy. I am prosperity or I am worthy of wealth. I deserve prosperity. Those are some simple affirmations. And what a lot of successful men and women have shared with me 
and I do also, is when you're alone, when you're driving, sing your affirmations. Nobody's recording you. Nobody's signing you up for RCA uh, contract to sing on on the TV. But sing your affirmations, and that generates feelings within you. I am wealth. I am prosperity. I am worthy of wealth. I deserve prosperity. Pick the affirmation that you like that resonates with you. And anytime negativity comes up, chop the head off and go right into the affirmation. When we come back from our next break, we're going to talk about gratefulness journals and you can hear the great result that Karen is having with gratefulness and what she's doing. And this might influence you also, my dear friends. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Karen and you're listening to Wealthy Thoughts. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Karen after the break. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at VoiceAmericaTRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN or follow along with us at VoiceAmericaTRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Olivia with our dear friend Karen. Karen had a very challenging uh, upbringing. There was a lot of racial issues, and then she was brought up around a mother who was raising lots of children, and once, more than once, Karen was literally and figuratively forgotten about. Karen has changed, decided to take care of herself, make a life for herself, believe in herself, love herself, and she wrote anger letters. She really saw negative energy. She was releasing clutter. She's setting out her goals. She's going to validate her children when they speak. The children uh, have uh, grown up in a divorced family, not unusual in these days. They can still be happy and successful. And Karen has been writing 
making entries into her gratefulness journal. Would you share with the audience how you've been doing and what that's been doing for you, Karen? Well, basically, um, every day I do, when I first get up in the morning, um, the affirmations to keep me on a positive focus. And as the days go on, I try, or the day goes on, I should say, I try to take the moment to remember the things to be grateful for. Like, um, I think I was, I don't remember if it was your book or something else because I've read a lot of things lately, but I try to at least think of five things every day that I'm grateful for. And it's really fascinating how when you put your mind in a positive slant, whether it be uh, the affirmations or gratefulness, et cetera, how you really start to appreciate everything, even the, uh, the challenging things that you go through in your life. Uh, like, for instance, uh, you know, when I was looking back at my childhood before I started thinking in a different way, it was very, you know, negative, very hurtful, very painful. But once I started looking at things from a positive perspective as well as a, great, a gratitude perspective, I was finding that I could see the things that I experienced as a child were actually there to help me prepare for what I'm going through today. If I didn't gain the strength that I, I got from you know, experiencing, living through, and coming out on the other end of these experiences that I may not be able to handle some of the things that I've had handed to me since I've been an adult. And I really feel that there's a direct correlation there. I believe you're right on that. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen is writing in her Gratefulness Journal many reasons that she's grateful. And what I want to supplement that for Karen and for our listeners out there, you can write your, your Gratefulness Journal, whatever you're grateful for, and that is personal business in the subject. But I'd like to supplement with whenever unexpected good comes into your life, that could be a refund from the government in your mailbox, the boss promotes you, you find money on the street, uh, you receive uh, an inheritance, anything that the universe basically puts in your lap that's good, makes you feel good, makes you feel wealthier inside as a person or actually materially wealthier, put that in your gratefulness journal. Why? The more you write about what you are grateful for, the more you're going to feel grateful and the more grateful reasons you will find to enter into your journal. What does that become? A snowball effect of gratefulness. This is how you begin to feel more and more abundant. Does that make sense, Karen? Yes, it does. And the other thing is that um, I, you know, we've been talking about prosperity and things and people equate prosperity with financial, there's other kinds of prosperity, and that's what I'm experiencing right now because I feel really good, I feel really positive, I feel really hopeful, helpful, all the different things that I wasn't feeling before I started on this journey. And so the financial will come when it's supposed to, but I still have clutter that I have to clear out before I can get to that point. But I feel like I am very well blessed right now because of the experiences that I'm having and the things that I'm feeling right now. Congratulations. I feel the energy and I believe our audience does also. So the feeling of failure and frustration is dissipating and you concluded that must be cleared before you can continue on to your financial journey. As Karen says, prosperity is not only bucks in the bank, but also bucks, so to speak, good feelings about ourselves and rich experiences. And Karen, in that you've discovered that you are doing very, very well. Your next task you wrote to me is to go where the wealthy people are and send prosperity and thoughts and feelings their way. Why would you do such a thing like that, Karen? Well, first of all, I 
first of all, it's suggested in the book, and the reason <laughs> that it's suggested, I think, is a sound reason that uh, if if all the negativity that I've been putting out has been bringing me the results that I've had in the past, then sending out that prosperity and the positive messages, et cetera, to others will bring that back to me. And I feel that that is truly what happens. Exactly right. You exactly right, and uh, it, I write about that in my book and my daily prosperity messages. When you see the Oprah Winfrey's of the world, or any of the actors that are making ten to twenty million dollars or thirty million dollars per movie, or you walk into a hotel in New York City or Los Angeles and you see a very wealthy man or woman, instead of going into negativity, envy, jealousy, do the opposite. Be happy for them. Sincerely wish them more success. Donald Trump, Oprah Winfrey, maybe billionaires. Wish them double. Wish them more prosperity, more success. Karen has already learned the key to abundance is to think abundance for other people and see them having more abundance. And therefore, Karen will feel richer inside. And when you feel rich, you attract riches, and Karen is learning that, and it does cancel what she talked about, a lot of the negativity from her background. What you're doing right now, Karen, is seeing your past as stepping stones versus stumbling blocks. Is that correct? That's why I say it now, yes. Okay, very good. Well, Karen, I want to... Quote you, uh, express one of your quotes, and then we're going to conclude the show by you sharing a poem. You wrote this in one of your emails to me. I find the vast mental field that is my mind is becoming a fertile field from which positive thoughts and actions can grow. Ladies and gentlemen, let that be your mantra. That is beautiful. Karen, I hug you, and I just appreciate you, and you shared with me a poem that you've used to help support you. Would you be so kind to share this poem with our audience? Sure, Richard. The poem is entitled, You Can Do It. It says, You can do it, whatever it be. Believe in your God-given ability. You can do it. Believe in yourself. In the end, your gains won't be as pelf. You can do it. Avoid any platitudes, get excited, enthused, have a positive attitude. I wrote that back in 1986 to encourage a friend of mine. Uh, uh, Karen, I have goosebumps. I believe our audience in the U.S. and all around the world does also. I want to tell you, Karen, this has been a fast and beautiful hour. You are beautiful inside and outside. I salute you. I encourage you to continue your journey in loving and appreciating and valuing the most beautiful person that you know, and that is Karen. And that way you can love your children even more. You are worthy of an abundant life full of health happiness, success, joy, and love. Karen, I would like to sincerely thank you for sharing your story with us today on Wealthy Thoughts. We really admire you and send you thoughts of all the best in life that life has to offer. And I want to hear more good things and share with me so I can pass it on to our audience. Would you do that, Karen? I'll do that. It'll be my thank pleasure. You. Thank you, Karen. You were beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, please join, join me next Monday as I recap the best of 2013. We had numerous outstanding guests like Karen from all walks of life. I will personally pick highlights of various guests. I will point out to you 
why it is important to follow their thinking about success and wealth so that you can also attract wealth or add to your current fortune. All of us can learn from others. I believe this show next Monday will get your prosperity energy revved up for a successful 2014. And in the final segment of the show, I'll pass on some tips about making the new year your best ever. This is Richard Levy in Chicago. I'm asking you to place your focus and attention on what you want to have, to do, to be. Remember, dear friends, ask the universe for a dollar and the universe delivers a dollar. However, ask for a million dollars and the universe delivers a million dollars. The universe does not know the difference. Only our minds set limits. Be sure, dear friends, to love and appreciate and admire the most important person on the planet, you. We'll see you next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, and noon Pacific for our next broadcast of Wealthy Thoughts. So long from Chicago. Bye-bye. for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. 